welcome everyone. It's episode 38 of the 1056 podcast, the Kwame Brown episode. Remember Kwame Brown, Jeff? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was the number one draft pick in 2001. He was supposed to be the next Kobe Bryant, and he wasn't. So we're going to talk about football. Here we are. No, usually I do. It was also O.J. Simpson's birthday the other day, and the Ford Bronco came out. So, the 90s are back, dude. Are we celebrating O.J. Simpson's birthday? I don't know, but I was listening to part of my take. The Not other like we, but like... No, <laughs> I don't think so. It would be very 2020 if we did, though. Um, so, I was listening to part of my take, and they referenced a tweet about this, which is pretty funny. Because O.J. Simpson was, like, getting a lot of criticism because he wasn't wearing a mask while he was out in Las Vegas. And someone were, oh, no, there goes <laughs> there goes O.J. Simpson killing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I thought that was pretty on par. The 90s are back. So episode 38 <laughs> is here. We took, I guess we took a week off. We had a slew of interviews in a row. I guess technically two over three episodes, but um, we had Tom M and then we had best trivia ever. And then we had our episode with OEC. Um, I actually didn't put out, did I put out the promo for best trivia ever? I don't think nope, I did. Sure haven't. Yeah, sure haven't. I got to make a note to do that. Um, but yeah, so I got to do that. And then here we are. We're rocking and rolling. Jeff, how's it going with you? Dude, I've been doing, you know, it's been kind of crazy here. You know, we got mm-hmm. central air in the house. So we had, contractors in for a week sick uh my parents are back they've been back for several weeks back in the new york groove yeah uh i'm back taking care of the house got two dogs here uh shout out to to the pups right here boom sleeping what's up fam sick 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 yeah so he's living his best life my brother had back surgery so shout out to him was he putting the team on his fucking back dude Probably <laughs> too long, too long. And the team was back though. And so he's okay yet not okay. Like he's gonna be fine, but he's not fine right now. Right. He's fine. He was whining. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's all I've been doing. We went on a trip, you and I, with my girl. Oh yeah. Mm. And that's part of this episode, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, not live, you know the title. Uh, We visited Reverie up in Newtown. That is the topic of today's episode. We're not going to tell you the beer unless you read the actual description of the podcast or you're live right now. Too bad, you're going to have to wait like a week. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're doing. But we went to Reverie, we went to New Asylum, so obviously that's coming up next um had to hit up two spots on the beer passport why not we've been kind of uh we've been a little bit hesitant to go out with everything it's, it's not as easy now any nowadays you know no, like, really I'm, kind of, I'm trying not to you know these places make it really easy to sit down and kind of enjoy yourself but mm. i'm a little hesitant i'm not my my drive to go to as many places as possible isn't isn't as crazy yeah, it's definitely getting there, but um, I think places have been doing a really good job of just keeping shit separate and just serving everything in plastic cups, no reusable, like, anything, which is great. Shout out to Connecticut for being one of the few states kind of doing all right. Highest taxes, lowest COVID. 
highest taxes. Low. That's literally that's literally what all of Connecticut Facebook has been. They're like, we have the worst taxes and the best COVID rate. I was like, well, I mean, it's it's not a bad place to be. Shout out to everyone. Correlation is not causation. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, so we crossed off two more places on the passport. We were right behind Tom M, who has like 60. So I'm we're right there. Three. Right there. So we are 2% of the way there. Ish. Not even. Not even. No, less than, more than 2% of the way to Tom. So we're, 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 we're making our way. <laughs> Down, mostly downtown, but we're walking fast and we're kind of on our own. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. And shout out to everyone who joined. Uh, again, shout out to Corey. Uh, shout out to my boy Ned and um, Full Half Pint. Still not saying your name correctly, uh, aka Maggie. Thank you. Don't think Full Pint because half? Full Pint Half, man. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but in the last episode, Jeff actually said the actual name, and I took the extra ten minutes to get the time to bleep out what he said. <laughs> I told you, man. I am stubborn. I am just uh, in it. Never gonna say it right. But the name okay. I will say right is Swishy Bishop because. Um, shout out to my boy Juan, our boy Juan. He reached out because Squishy Bishop is releasing an episode tomorrow, July 16th. So depending on when you listen to this, it's Big in the future, news. it's past. Uh, yeah, it's their last episode. So Ever. They're, they're going out on top. And um, he was like, can you mention it? I said, absolutely, I will do that. Um, so Squishy Bishop, they were awesome to get on their show and have them on our show good group of four people and um yeah Go i don't to think their instagram page right now they released an animated short yes it was funny this? i did it was, it was hilarious great. check it out it's kind of like this uh crude animation and it's the four of them and they're they're telling the story about Juan at work and it was uh hilarious i, I actually i genuinely loved it i'm not just yeah no <laughs> you, uh, i thought I thought it was great. And, uh, you know, it's, they became really good friends with us. So I don't think it's gonna be the last time that we're going to hear from them, especially with them coming on the show, uh, again. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I don't think it's gonna be the last we're going to see of a squishy Bishop. So, uh, had to, had to throw that in there. And then I totally blanked when I, Oh, that's what else was going on too. So we'll talk about it more. Um, not the thing that Jeff and I were talking about right before this, but, um, one of the great things that's been coming from the beer community has been a lot of the responses of everything going on in the world. Um, obviously, we had the All Together collaboration with Other Half that raised, I think, over a million dollars across the world for all the hospitality groups, which is wow. awesome. That's great. Um, some places, uh, I think Industrial Arts, which is a bigger brewery in New York, raised like 30000 We had a lot of big breweries. Uh, donating tens of thousands uh, just from one beer sale, one release. It's awesome. And it's, it's really great to see. Um, and we're seeing this again uh, with the release of Black is Beautiful. It's a stout that originally came from Weathered Souls down, I want to say in Texas, um, but with a similar initiative to, um, to raise money uh, for different charities for BLM, for those kind of organizations around the country. Uh, so the most recent edition, as of recording this on July 15th, was Two Roads. Um, Two Roads was awesome to team up with Rhythm Brewing. Um, the uh, brew master or mastress uh, is the first and only uh, African-American woman-owned brewery in Connecticut. So that's awesome. Uh, I've been 
wanting to try rhythm. I keep seeing it, and I think I have to at least try it. Um, heard only good things. They have two beers out right now that they do, but they two roads rhythm. They are collaborating. They're the newest people to do uh, the Black is Beautiful stuff. So I know a lot of breweries are going to be releasing this in the next week or so in Connecticut. I think Armada's is going to be in September. You're seeing some end of July, some in August. So, and they're all different too. Uh, they they're all a stout. That's like the basic recipe, just like with um, all together. But with Black is Beautiful, I think it's a stout variant. So some people are doing imperial stouts. Some places are doing. Uh, 5% milk stout. Some people are doing a 13%, you know, stout with vanilla and all that. So there's a little variance here and there, which uh, I'm very, very excited about. I will absolutely be doing and supporting and doing Sounds it. Sounds cool. I, I love the logo. You, you posted it on our story. Yeah, no, it's great. So uh, I think overall the initiative is obviously it's, it, it's coming from a time that's, that's very, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a lot of unjust, a lot of unrestfulness. In it's civil country. unrest. Civil unrest. There we go. Um, so to see the beer community come together again to help out, it's awesome to see. And I'm very excited to try the product. Obviously, I know Two Roads is great. I've heard amazing things about Rhythm. I think it's a great partnership. I think anyone in Connecticut that's doing it, it's great to see. That's my thing. We'll I'm have sweating. to go soon. I am, dude. I am. Dude, sweating. why are you sweating? The downstairs is always nice and cool. <laughs> no, I did the Peloton right before this, and I hit my PR, and I was just like, "Let's, let's go, man!" I was feeling it. Feel. I was doing this, just feeling it, and uh, yeah, I hit a personal record, and I'm still just cooling down from that. Well, <laughs> you know what, Ty. I've been watching more 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. God. And there goes the podcast. Yeah, you know what, man? We said this before. It was cool with the penis sheet, okay? It was cool with that, okay? I wish there was a story that was that hilariously intense with the machete. Yeah. There is is a 19-year-old who who threatened – not threatened. She threatened her mom because mom took it as a threat. She married this guy who's from Syria – they met. They got married in Lebanon, and he she went back to the states to start the visa process. But she said, while they wait for the visa process, she's a hundred percent going to be going to Syria to live. And everybody under the sun went, "Um, what?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> nothing wrong with a little vacation in a country that's known for civil unrest, baby. Like, <laughs> civil unrest, Ty. They're in civil war. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not. It, there's like bombs going off a lot. Like that place is kind of rough, right? Um, especially at the time they were filming it was at, it was very rough. I haven't kept up to date, so I'm not going to say Syria is still. I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know. But then <laughs> I did know that it was rough, and it turns out it turns out she ain't going anywhere. Because when they met with the lawyer, she's, he, he said, well, there's a travel ban. Right? Remember the travel ban? And you can go through for a, um, a waiver, but there's a really low chance that will get through. And if you move to Syria, that will decrease your chances of going. So you're better off at least staying in the States. Where mom was like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't blame her. The thing is that she's 19 years old making these kind of choices. And she kept going, well, I'm going anyways, until the lawyer said this. Then she started crying because she's a child. Anyways, uh, Maggie <laughs> and I have been kind of watching that with the utmost anger because of just she, so much, so much bad decisions. <laughs> yes. Everyone else is just kind of like lost in love. 
you know, lost in what they think is love, Ty. Ty, what is love? Dude, well, just don't hurt me. I won't hurt you, no, Ma. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, no, we got to do a 90-minute fiancé segment, and we have to do a Connecticut beer drinker segment because all I do is just – hate read connecticut beer drinkers post dude i go i don't i never <laughs> see what you guys are ever talking about i go on a page to look for it and i just see pictures of beer pictures no, of people's like, beer and then i'm yeah, like where is sift, dude you gotta sift you gotta sift. i'm sifting i'm like my thumb hurts when you sift i sift we sift man no dude, i'm I sitting mean, there in the sand shaking the little <laughs> sifter you know what i'm saying I'm um trying. no i mean like it's the thing that, like, I – it always causes, like, a rift is anything with 450 North and smoothie-style Berliner Weisses because it's not real beer. It's blah, 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 450 North, blah, blah, I'm charging too much. And then the when do you start calling people elitists? Like, that's a term – as a metal fan, that's a term used in the metal community. Is like, it's there's not- some metal that is not metal, but, it, like, it is. It's just, like, people don't want it to be, right? Whatever. Yeah. Like, like, people would say that about – Corn, Slipknot, whatever. Okay, it's a metal, guys. You just don't <laughs> like it. Fine. When do we start, like, bringing out that term for people who start dropping that kind of thing? What, and then, and then I ask you, and then I ask you, Tyler, what is beer? Yeah, well, it's beer is anything that has water, malt, barley, and hops, okay? Like, any combination of that. But, well, does like, it have it? I, yeah, technically. I right. think. I don't even know. I don't know. I mean. Well, Google it. So I'm going to bing it. The thing that um, like gets a lot of people mad is the aftermarket sell. So there's a lot of people who buy cases of 450, all the slushy series, which are smoothie style Berliner Weisses, and they resell it for like 20 bucks a can. And people get mad because it raises the price of everything else around it in the aftermarket. So it's kind of a ripple effect. And then People are like, oh, I got this fucking peach fucking ring fucking thing. And it, it like, it just Yo, doesn't, you know, it, it tastes, it tastes great. Um, but yeah, people are like, oh, it's not real beer. Even from like a Berliner Weiss perspective, a Berliner Weiss is a lower alcohol percentage, lightly fruited kind of beer that's going to be between like 3.8 and like four and a half percent. Um, when you're like putting in like thousands of pounds of pure puree, like it kind of takes away from that. So it's like, okay, you're, you're not, people are like, it's not really beer anymore. It's a 4% like fruited smoothie. And then that's the whole like controversy that came in at the end of December, 2019, where you had the alcohol, the ABV was way off on the testing. So you had these beers that were saying they were eight, nine, 10% selling it for $25 a four pack and then third party investigations came in and were like, well, it's actually 5% or it's 4%. And everyone's like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, which is super illegal. Nothing like came from that. It was like, Oh, we're misleading the public on what's in a thing that goes in your body. And they're like, well, like that's it. Um, (laughs) so nothing really came from that. We know like externally. So, yeah, that, that was like the whole thing. Then there, I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it with the BTE episode, which I can't believe I forgot to do the promo for, but I will. John's again. Best oh, trivia ever. John, the best trivia ever. The best trivia ever. You haven't, by the way. No, I know I haven't. I, 
I just complete. The I people like, are waiting. Yeah. We have a we have a lot of people uh, viewing this live stream right now, Ty. We don't need to say the numbers. And I would like to ask <laughs> all those people, um, what do you think? Yeah, is the brother in the Weiss a beer? No, it's not that. It's is four fifty smoothie style Berliner Weiss is a beer. A traditional okay. German style Berliner Weiss, yes, is a beer. That absolutely. If is. I pour hand sanitizer in a smoothie, is it beer? Yes. Oh, it's uh, nice. Thank you, uh, Tony. Thank you for your kind One words. Of the best episodes yet, gentlemen. Thank you. Um. So I, I guess in my opinion, I don't want to be elitist and be like. 450 North isn't beer. Like, smoothie-style Berliner Weisses aren't beer. Like, you read into it more, you get mad because, like, yeah, it's fruited, and people who aren't beer drinkers, like, are obsessed with it, and that's all they drink, and they don't, like, get, like, all, like, into the other styles of beer. Um, and that's, it can get frustrating, but it's like, yeah, you know, find your niche, do what you gotta do. Uh, Corey Matai, actually, very, very good comment. Um, he yeah. said, 450 is a beer cocktail at best. Tastes good, but not worth the money whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's a great way to put it. I think if you're charging a beer cocktail, huh? If you're charging at twenty four, twenty two, twenty five dollars a four pack, it's a lot. And the aftermarket's way beyond that, like way, way, way beyond that. Um, so much so that this guy Albie, I think his name is Miami Beer Brigade. Um, he's a big beer trader out of Florida. It gets like cases and cases and cases from like Florida-based breweries sells it at cost and like his whole thing is like i'm not going to screw you over um a couple weeks ago he had a like post where he called out like people who would just price gouge 450 north and some people would sell it for like 60 dollars a can 50 dollars a can some guy was selling four forty-eight different smoothie style cans <clears throat> for 550 dollars why are people like why is that even a market though because people it's it's a hype beer that it's what it is like people it's all it's doing is creating more of a buzz so you're like okay i want i want 450 north because i want people that hate it i want fucking raw out of order because people are talking all about it or i want like burly oak dream like you know and it's like yeah i you want to try it but like the aftermarket is crazy and 90 90 if you look at anyone and i'm not like typing this is like I, i've seen and every single person who who resells 450 north they always have something to do with weed always guaranteed always either they post stories of them smoking weed or they'll just post pictures of them smoking. it's always 450 north smoothie style burning devices and smoking weed that is your trio i'm not wow. typing just from wow. what i've seen could wow. be wrong so it's it's frustrating because then it like can increase the prices of other beers especially with the aftermarkets if you're trying to get pliny is it gonna directly affect it no over time will it like maybe so anyway this guy like called out a bunch of people and was like you guys are really bad for the aftermarket game because you're just gouging this one like 450 like mule was basically like threatening him and all this stuff became oh this God. wild story it's on his story i think it's miami beer brigade Seems like a nice guy. Uh, we talked to Tom M, who knew this guy. Of course he does. Of course Tom M knows. <laughs> but uh, I can't wait for him to fact check this entire episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, it was just kind of interesting. And I think the trend will die out. I think people are just really IPA'd out and they want something different. So I hope IPAs kind of make a turn back away from these lighter style or smoothie styles. Maybe if it turns in that direction, 
you might see something change. There's so many different uh, styles of beer though. Right. I, I, I feel like IPA is like the standard because that's what people associate to be craft beer. Craft beer is IPA. No. And like, there's so many, there's so many other beers. I mean, I'm not an IPA guy really anymore. Never really was. I enjoy one. I like them. Right. I don't, I don't seek them out. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oops, sorry. Uh, yeah, Tony, absolutely right. It is all about the crispies this summer. It is all about the crispy boys. Um, mm. And with that, that's a great transition. Thank you, Tony. Um, we have the beer off camera here. It's, it, well, it's there. It's in my beer fridge, but it's there. It is not an IPA. We're taking it in the other direction. What was the last time we reviewed an IPA? Ooh, I couldn't tell. We tend not to do that because people are already – drinking those so why are we reviewing them people already have their opinions yeah i don't know right? we haven't had it's usually our, our like we look at the list and we go nah <laughs> to any ipas unless they're special unless there's something unique about them yeah i i don't know when the last time we did one um it's also good too like as we're getting more into like having different styles of beer and this and that um if you drink IPAs all the time, you're going to just eventually get taste blind to everything and you can't really delineate a double dry hop with Citra and Simcoe to just an IPA with Vic Secret hops. Like that differentiation is so small as it is. And if you're just drinking that over and over and over, you're just going to get blind to it. So it's good to kind of like take a step back, have it be the summer of low ABV, Pilsner, Lager, Traditional Berliner Weisses or not stouts, stout. <laughs> uh, no stouts. or stouts. I did no, have a no stout. Stouts. Nope, no stouts. I did have a stout. It's always stout season. We got fired. We got let go from stout season. We had disagreements, so no stouts. Anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. And then Tom ran for president, so we're the bad guy. Cool. We get fired, oh, yeah. and, and we're the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> um, so and Tony, great comment there. Uh, the new Hefeweizen from back east. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out from back east. They just expanded their tap room. They had a um, ice cream man like variant that they came out with that was like peach, something like that. Sneaky, sneaky good stuff. Sneaky good stuff coming out from back east. Not My really dog fun. is holding his back, his back leg. Look at that. Can you see that? Yeah, Can dude. That man's just drunk, dude. Um, Corey says, yeah, he's like Jay, Jay says, uh, shout out to uh, Jay Keg Kettles. And Beer Man Beer Podcast. Uh, Non-Hill Stormfield. Yeah, Stormfield is a very crushable, crispy IPA. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll slowly start to, like, get to that point back. You know, like, I, I do like having Treehouse. I like having all these, like, hype IPAs, this and that. I think I need a couple months off. I need to, like, re- understand that I missed it so I can come back to it and be like, wow. This Amarillo Vic Secret Mosaic Citra combination is banging. And I just pulled out any of the first four hops I can think of. Well, you know, this is a good transition before we hop off of live. I don't <laughs> want to do that yet because we, you, um, you got into a discussion, I forget with who now because I'm blanking off the top of my head, about the word crushable and crush, mm-hmm. mm. crushability. And yeah. this brought up a whole other <laughs> conversation about adjectives to me. Yes. And um, so I kind of screenshot the conversation a little bit, but you, one was, who was it? Can you help me uh, out? He, he's actually here. It's uh, It was uh, Beer Snob Rights. Oh, was um, it? Beer Snob? Sorry about that. I just totally Yeah, so he, he was here and he brought up a great point and he brought up the whole aspect of having beers that are called like crushable. 
right. um, where it comes from like crushing Bud Light, Bud Heavies, Natty Lights, and all of that, um, like with your college style beers. And like, I, and I even noted when we had this conversation, I noted, I was like, well, it's funny enough, Two Roads actually mentions on the can of Little Heaven, which is a low ABV IPA that says it's a crushable India Pale Ale. Uh, and I think that with the rise of craft beer, locally and, and nationally, uh, I think that breweries are trying to use that term as a substitute for an all-day IPA. I, I know that um, Dale's Pale Ale is a word that you yeah, use as well. I know that Dale's Pale Ale, which is a really tough beer name to say, uh, their, I believe their label is like an all-day IPA, those low ABV, low bitter, like low IBU style beers that you can have more than two of in one sitting. Um, so I totally understand how something being called crushable can just be like, this is something that you try to drink as fast as you can. You don't try to like recognize any of the flavors, anything like that. Like it's not, you're not there to enjoy it. You're there for the alcohol content. That's really what it is. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of agree that it's, I, I'm curious to see how breweries, are they going to continue using Crushable depending on like what the brand is? Because there might be some, like a hoax, who can say that they're Crushable. And I say hoax because they made a beer with goat bones. So like, obviously they are, they can go for it and they can say right. Crushable. Like, you know, I don't think Fox Farm, I don't think Ken Falls is going to release a bottle barrel aged like IPA that is crushable like or like a Colts that's crushable like I, I don't think they like those kind of brands are going to do that I think you're going to see other brands that might be a little bit more out there a little bit crazier that are going to actually do that so I, I think that's you're going to slowly start to see that divide um but who knows it, it's very it sounds like an interpretation of a word right it's just uh, how you how you see it if if you hear the word crushable you think oh that's used for college beers yeah <laughs> and then yeah. that's then that's how you interpret and define that word if you hear it and hear refreshing or a day a day drinker type beer something you would have starting at 12 or 1 at a barbecue and you're not it's not going to be your only beer for the day then that's a different that's a different definition yeah. but i you know adjectives are such a big part of of the the craft beer I mean, it, you look at untapped, like they have a whole, like, just tap the adjective. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and no, it helps, it helps give like the, uh, a loose description of what to expect from it. Um, I ask the people and I ask you, Tyler, is there any adjectives? I mean, you know, uh, beer, beer snob rights obviously doesn't like the word crushable. Is there an adjective that you don't like when you see it? You're like, doesn't mean anything or you just don't like it off the top of your head? Uh, me personally, or are you asking the audience? Everybody. Ooh, yes, everybody. you and them, them. So they type it. Uh, is there a phrase? Yeah, it's called smoothie style burner weisses, dude. I hate oh that. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, uh, Ned in the comments said that Ken Falls actually would. And that's actually a good point because they make a beer that's called Awkward Hug. And it's just like a really funny, like, just drawing of just like 100 people just awkwardly hugging. So, like, maybe they would. May I'll stick to, like, Fox Farm. Like, Fox Farm, maybe they won't. Ooh, also good. So Corey actually said, dank. Yes. We, uh, it was actually funny. Jay and I were talking about this. Like, Who's using dank? 
<laughs> more more people than you can imagine. Sorry, my uh, headphones got disconnected here. Um, more people than you would imagine use the word dank to describe a beer. And Jay said it best. He's like, what does dank actually mean? And I was like, I, I have no idea. Wait, well, on. if you, if you, I mean, <laughs> if you go off of how we usually use the word, right, isn't it to just, all right, so how we know the word dank, I don't know about you, is for dank memes. Right. Dank memes, dude. You got to be the dank lord and you got to be dank memes. But what is a dank meme? Well, no. Well, a dank meme is one that's dank, dude. No, those things. (laughs) No. uh, no, I I do know. That's what I thought. I'm just, I thought it was obvious. A dank meme. Weed smell. Like, okay, beer snob rice. Perfect. Dank equals old weed. Mad old weed. Hold on, Ty. Hold on. It is. It's, It's the memes that are like. They're, they're, they're kind of fucked up. They're kind of stupid. They're extra stupid than your regular memes. The joke can get, kind of just be lost. It's just, it's weird. And that, that kind of goes with the whole weed aesthetic, like the weed smell and everything. So to describe your beer as such, doesn't sound like a good thing. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, sound like a compliment. Yeah. And then he also said, he brought, Jay just brought up a good point too. Like, what does like funk, like same thing? Is it something that's like bad? A lot of people are saying for dank, it's like earthy weed, like green, like that kind of style. But that doesn't um, sound like a like. I would rather them say earthy. Earthy's not bad. Yeah, you know, it, but the dank has a <laughs> but dank has an, a negative connotation to it in a funny way. But I wouldn't describe your product as dank. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like, you know, like funk is like another one of those words too. I think that might have been the phrase that Jay and Johnny and I were Beer talking about. Writes, ha- hoppy means nothing. To true, it does not mean anything. What does yeah. hoppy mean? It means it's either hoppy or floral or piney. So it's, it's just like very interesting. And I think as we start to have more different styles of beers from different breweries and like actually take the minute to, to like separate what the actual flavor is and everything, I think our vocabulary is going to expand and it slowly is expanding little by little by little um, <clears throat> where you can replace funk with something else i have no idea i mean i didn't even know what piney like what like i knew what piney meant you know like that christmas tree like sure thing but to like put it into like an actual beer um it took me forever to like figure that out until i think it was like triple s sap from treehouse for like regular og sap from treehouse which is kind of ironic um tony says sour equals funk that's not bad either um i've never so, heard funk or dank this is hilarious i've heard dank and I, i've heard funk from like jay i know he said that two roads uses funk um you kind of see it thrown in there more likely i think with maybe with area two with some of their experiments i i don't know i feel like at some point some brewery can throw something out there and be like this this tastes like sunflower seed oil or avocados that's, but that's gonna be the that, next but that would be fine ty because that that would be fine if they just said that that's not mm, no, that's right. not using that that's not using an adjective that has like multiple mm. meanings and are interpreted by people you're just saying it has tastes of sound sunflower oh. seeds okay like um, you don't misinterpret that but things like crushable dank funk <laughs> all have like these multiple descriptions or mean different things to different people True. And I think that's kind of where you're going to get lost, especially if you're going to describe your product that you want people to buy. 
you, if you got to be careful with these things, you're going to call something dank. I would, I would not buy something that's called dank. That doesn't sound something that's good to me. <laughs> I mean, if it's the right thing, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't, um, it, how, what does that even mean? They don't tell you what that means. <laughs> I don't know. It's, here's what I've learned. Here, and and um, Corey, the other Corey and Sean of Brandon Barrel, like, kind of drilled this point home, was that there's no, like, there's no wrong answer when it comes to tasting whiskey or beer. Like, obviously, if you're having an IPA, you're like, I taste straw. No, that's, that's technically right. If you're having, like, a stout and be like, I taste peach, um, you, you know, like, you can make the argument that, like, you could be wrong. But there is no wrong answer because no one knows what the other person's taste profile actually is. So it, it's one of those things, too, where you can kind of say something, and as long as it's in the realm, I mean, like, you can make an argument for it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot Ned, of comparisons uh, Ned, to cat pee. Listen, I would drink a beer that just said it tastes like cat pee. If it just went. I'd try it. I'd try it. We'd review yeah, it. I mean, we'll review it right here on the show. I was, I was ready to have a beer from uh, Evil Twin that was made with beef jerky and then one made with shrimp. So I was ready. Um, by the way, Ned said 450 North is dank for days. Now that is dank. That is dank, my friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> a great point. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, Beer Stomp Right says, suggestion is very powerful, say it licorice, and folks will taste that. Yes, that is kind of what I was alluding to without like figuring out that exact thing. Uh, I think if you put it in people's heads, you can easily convince people, especially if you is have that why an Sky IPA. Gazer puts like a billion like flavors into their beer? Like, it's <laughs> no, there, they, trust us. No, they actually put the fruit in there. So like it's... It's not like a Citra IPA. Like you could taste strawberries, maybe. Like oh, we don't know. We think so. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, adjecti- <laughs> these adjectives kind of play a role in telling the story of the beer. Look at Tribus; they're famous for their three adjective thing off yeah. the side of their can, and some of them aren't even flavors. They just are descriptors of the experience they kind of want you to have. And that goes off of uh, what Beer Snob Rights says here. That just that, that suggestion kind of creates the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay's absolutely right. Licorice is gross. Um, I've never actually seen this where uh, Tony says, I always laugh at a beer description that uses horse blanket to describe it. Uh, no uh, idea. Can you give no. us an example? <laughs> now, now, now that, now that is something I have no clue. In the year and a half I've been reviewing and drinking beer myself, this concentrated, never heard of that. Tyler, we've been... Tyler, we've been kind of come up with like one day oh. we, would, we would love to have our own beer and mm. we're trying to come up with what that would be. I think it just needs to be cat pee and unicorn farts. There is uh, is there a unicorn farts beer already? Because I don't know. No, but like, like ours would have cat pee. Oh, that's gross. Well, not actual <laughs> cat pee, but like cat pee. Yeah, that's great. I like my tomato, basil, and cheese, mozzarella cheese pizza beer. What that- the hell is horse blanket? I don't know. I have farmhouse ales. I, 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 have, I, have, I have no clue. Um, but anyway, we're going to review a beer that is not licorice, not horse blankets, not maybe dab. Pee. Maybe, maybe dab. I don't know. I have no Will idea. Will it be funky? It might be funky. We, we don't know. The beer is right off what camera. What about crushable? Yeah, it might be crushable. We don't Poppy? <laughs> we don't know. It, <laughs> we don't know. Um, so... Yeah, that, that, I think that's a great time to, to end the live show. Um, this has been great as always. We appreciate all the conversation for people coming in. Um, love hearing from you guys. 
This episode is going to be coming out probably in the next week or so. We have a lot of stuff lined up. I did it off camera. A lot of stuff lined up. Like a lot. For the rest of the summer, uh, we're going to kind of wait to announce some of the things that we're doing. I'm going to tease it every episode. Um, but yeah, we Well, are we'll say this. Pumped. Tyler and I are going to get learned. Yeah, we are going to get learned big time. So that's all we're going to say. So we're really excited for it. We've been doing this live show for so long. So thank you for staying with us. Our beer review is coming next. If you're listening to this after the fact, we're going to take a quick break, come back here. You know the deal. I say it every single time. And uh, we. If you're listening and you didn't join us on this live stream, come next time. It will be fun. Join us at our Instagram, 1056 Podcast. Now, one one, uh, closing note. Corey brought up a good point. 1056 Dank Crusher Triple Fruited Berliner. Now, you said the right combination of words. It needs to be 10.5%. ABV. It needs to be a triple Berliner. Oh my God. We need it. We need it to be so thick. It's like the Dairy Queen Blizzard. You just flip it upside down and it doesn't even. It just waits. You have to cut the beer out of the can. Yeah. You have to like squeeze it. We have to put it in like a squeezy cup to break it off from the sides. Oh man, this is big brain stuff. Thank you. You're, you're all going to get credit for it. We make I'm disgusted this, by our own beer. <laughs> That's what we want, man. That's what we want. Okay. Try hop with horse blanket. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for watching everyone. We'll see you guys on the flip three flop. And uh, if you're listening, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. So I'm putting the pot. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're back. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's going. Fuck. Keep that in there. Future Tyler, um, keep that in there. Great. Uh, future Tyler, do, you know, do whatever you want, man. You ever, you ever think about it? You ever think about just doing it yourself? Just doing whatever you want? Um, yeah, we're back. Great live show. Uh, that was awesome, man. We one of had, our better, one of our better ones. Good, yeah, great discussion. Better, dude. We only had like six thousand this time, so it really sucks. And, and again, if you weren't in the live show, what the hell? But okay, we're gonna have more. Be at the next one. Follow us yeah. on Instagram. And also, something I meant to uh, add too was uh, our friends over at the sixteen ounce canvas. Um, their glasses are still available. Their be a good human glassware. Um, they are still for sale. Go to the 16 ounce canvas on Instagram and go pick one up. Uh, it supports not only the beer community in Maine, but a lot of, uh, organizations uh, around the black lives matter movement, uh, and organizations oh. like that. So a lot of different, uh, causes. So the money is going to a really good place and the artwork is really cool. Um, the guys in Scram is Ryan writes on things. He's a really good artist does some of the artwork for short throw brewing yep short throw um and they brewed uh some of the beers out of 12 percent so uh kind of a connecticut connection there and of course 16 ounce canvas our friends in town so yeah go support them i meant to say that in the live show but more people might listen here who knows so yeah reverie dude that's where we went we went there. Oh, we're, ju- we're just jumping into that right now? Well, I'm just like touching. You don't want to hit some news? You want to hit some news first? I, I do, but I figured like we... Let's not we touch Reverie. Let's we didn't really say there. Reverie too much. Well, because we're not there uh, yet. They, okay, fine. This. Yeah, so... Because uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to really get into it because I'm actually more fascinated by it now. As, before we started recording, you brought up a, a little bit of a news story that I was unaware of. Um, yeah, so Connecticut... Yeah, so the Eyewitness News put out an article yesterday about this. Why don't you give people an overview? I, I'm, I have the article up. I can read some of it if you would like. 
Uh, yeah, I it's got some short. of it too. Um, I'll, I'll let you read it. But essentially, Connecticut's known for three things. They're known for the lowest COVID transmission rate in the country. They're known for high taxes. And they're known for people getting mad and thinking that a beer is affiliated with the KKK when it's exactly the exact opposite. Bingo, it's, bingo. It's called, it's called not being educated and not asking questions. That's right. So, uh, uh, so you want me I, to go over it? I will give the backstory, and then, Jeff, you can read the article. So the brewery out of Sweden, Omnipolo, um, they are very, very well known. They made some beer, made a beer or two at 12%, actually. So there is a local connection there. Um, they had a beer came out in 2014 called Yellow Belly. Um, it, unfortunately, they got hit with a cease and desist from a London-based brewery with a similar name. So um this was kind of the last iterations of this beer it's a peanut butter biscuit stout with no peanut butter or anything which jeff will go more into the article um so the covering it's a you know it's a white paper covering with two holes in it quick glance it kind of looks like it's affiliated with a racist group. I'm not going to say well, it. Well, it's <clears throat> no, we'll say it. We can say it because we, we we people know where we stand on shit. All it right, very true. much looks like the hood covering of a member of the KKK, and um, we'll get it. Let me just get into the article a little bit, and then yeah. you can fill out what it's missing, what you about what you know. Okay? Yeah, that was all I was going to say. Yeah. Um. So this is coming from I, the Eyewitness News Three uh, WFSB article article by Rob Pol- Polinski. Sure. Uh, you go yesterday. for it. Um, a national beer chain with a location in West Hartford has stopped selling a popular craft beer following complaints as it resembles the Ku Klux Klan. World of Beer announced this week that it, it pulled yellow belly beer from further sale. The bottle of the beer comes wrapped in a white hood-like paper with two eye holes. Um, I'll, I'm going to jump around a little bit. This is from Omnipolo, just like you said. This is a quote from uh, their website on on what the beer really means. Um, to us, one of the most cowardly deeds is to act anonymously, hiding behind a group, a signifying trait of institutional racism. Racism. This beer is brewed to celebrate all things new, open-minded and progressive, a peanut butter biscuit stout with no biscuits, butter or nuts. Taste, enjoy, and don't be prejudiced, brewed with aromas. Um, as you said, the brewmaster um, there is black right you said did you note that uh i didn't note that but on the instagram post like he talks about how he's uh black he's a father of three black children things like that okay so that that does give some context obviously this isn't a a white guy who just thinks he's trying to make a, a thing here and he may hit the wrong note this is this is a perspective that really a few groups of people on this planet especially in our country even though they are swedish um can have that perspective you know um the world of beer sent out a statement saying this um, in the article please accept our apologies for the lapse of judgment in serving world of beer said in a statement while we can't speak for the intent of the brewer the visual representation does have a place does not have a place in our establishment we appreciate you bringing it to our attention and welcome the opportunity for discussion that's where i have a problem with this um they are not welcoming the opportunity for discussion because what they should have done is if they were going to serve a beer of such obvious, it's, it's obvious what it looks like. Okay. The message not, may not be obvious. Right. And that's fine. 
but what it looks like is very obvious. Like you look at it, go to their website. They have a picture of it on the, on this article article was posted yesterday. Um, and the design of it is very obvious. You look at it and you're like, boom, instantly. It's a, it looks like a hooded figure. Yeah, Matter right here. Tyler has it. <laughs> and, um, and you know what? I think it's a very clever design. I think that context is important. And um, if World of Beers is looking at it and they, they bought it, they saw the product and they bought it to sell, right? That's how this works. This and is like $40. They, right? Wow. That's Tyler. Rest, they bought it and that's how it works. Well, yeah. So they can sell it. And if they saw it and then, well, that does look like a hooded figure of the KKK and didn't think to ask what the intent was of the brewer to educate themselves. And that's on world of beer. And then again, the people who complained, which wasn't, um, you know, that's on them to not ask questions as well. No world of beer is not being like, let's just sell KKK beers. Like that's not what's happening here. Let's, let's use some common sense. Like let's give people the benefit of the doubt, ask questions. You're a little like put off by it. Okay. Be put off by it then ask questions. If they don't know, then educate yourself. Well, like, also like Omnipolo is like one of the more like well-known breweries in the beer scene, just internationally. Um, they make a lot of like, they make a lot of great beers. They made a beer with like burgers and fries. Like they get out there and they get kind of weird. So like, if you see that most like beer fans, if you see yellow belly from Omnipolo, uh, you're no just average Joe is going to order like a $40 bottle of beer. Like you're just not going to, unless you, you feel like it. In this case, this lady did. Um, How did you get possession of the bottle? Uh, I actually found it at a liquor store. I knew that it was like limited release that they had like some distribution in Connecticut. And I was like, you know what? Next time I see it, I'm grabbing it. Cause I've only heard good things about it. Um, sure. And so I, I've had it for a couple months. I've had it just kind of like sitting there, just kind of aging a little bit. And uh, I wish I grabbed more uh, because I've just heard great things. It was not $40. It was like $12, which is a lot for a 12 ounce bottle. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, going into it that it's up there, like it's going to be good. So I was worth paying for it. But um, yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't know. It's just someone who's like, yeah, I want to try the $40 bottle of beer you see. And you're like, whoa, like what's this all about? And then you create a stink about it. And then world beer has to pull it, even though the meaning of the beer is the exact opposite of the reason why they're pulling it, which is silly. And, it's it's and absolutely this is, ridiculous. This is where I get, this is where I have a hard time. This is where I have a hard time with whenever you hear something like this, you hear there was a complaint about a company and when it's not blatant, like, and they asked to pull something, people complained about something and it really isn't worth complaining about. Okay, those contexts. Sometimes people actually screw up. Here's a hilarious example. It was uh, the Katy Perry shoes, right? Remember those? There were like these, Katy Perry put out a shoe oh, that if you look, it? it looked like if you look down the black version of the shoe, it came in black and white, but the black oh. version of the shoe had these like big red lips and it was like yeah. very like, and anybody looking at it just went, oh my Lord. There's, and there, she's not trying to make, what, what, what statement is being made? So like there's no context being right. missed there. It just was a lapse in judgment in the design. Right. Um, this is just world of beer not educating themselves on their product that they're purchasing when they should, especially since it looks so blatantly like something that's controversial. If you buy it to sell it again, then you should educate yourself on the product. So when, and then you tell your bartenders, we're going to sell this product. If they ask, we're going to educate you on what the uh, brewers and the, 
and the, the, the brewery themselves say about this beer so you can answer these questions. If then, so people see the bottle, they, they go, whoa, that looks, yeah, yeah, we know. Um, it's actually from Omnipolo. It's called Yellow Belly. Uh, the brewer um, is, is in Stockholm, Sweden, who's black, and he uh, wanted to make a statement about how hiding about uh, behind um, anonymity is cowardly, especially when you're using to do so to be hateful. Oh, okay. Like the, suddenly people aren't complaining anymore, like, because they understand why but nobody seems to be educated until after the fact here. And that's what really bothers me. Yeah. And I'm going to go devil's advocate. You Show, like, go I, for it. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to say it's on the consumer. The consumer might not know. And that's fine. Like you could see it. Oh, I'm saying it's both. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying it's both. True. I'm saying it's, it's not as much on world of beer than it is to the consumer because you can take that same principle and you can apply to 19 Crimes, which is a pretty popular wine brand that basically like posterizes old mugshots of criminals. It's like this whole thing. And someone can get offended because there might be a person who killed people. I don't, I don't know. I've, I know there's one variation I've seen for 19 Crimes. It was like some robber from the 1920s. But like someone could see that too and like get offended, being like, why are they making money off of someone who committed crimes? And like but no, and, and no waiter or no person has ever been like, let me tell you about 19 crimes real quick. They have criminals. On but the that, that's untrue because I went to a, um, a wine shop or, you know, like a liquor store and in uh, Newport, Maggie and I went to Newport on vacation. We went to go pick up some wine. I saw the 19 crimes there. I was already aware of them. So it wasn't like, I was like, Whoa, but the people there who were being super helpful, we're kind of following us around the store, but we were having a fun conversation about all sorts of beer. Started talking about that, talking about all about this bottle of wine, and like, oh, you're you, you were supposed to pull up your phone. Then the picture on the front yeah. gets animated. They tell their story. It's supposed to be kind of some uh, a story of these people who who committed these crimes a long time ago. Oh, now it's turned into an educational thing. You can make the point, sure or you're making money off of people who kill people, but they're not making money off of people who kill people in the last five years. There is a, a certain level of distance <laughs> that, that becomes acceptable. Right. And but this though, for this it's, though, it's like, uh, well, no, I, that was getting right. to my point there. I mean like that, I'm right. saying that's like a very, very small, like very thinly laced, like example of that. Um, like if the, if the consumer was that, offended just by face value and you're that passionate about seeing the actual piece of paper surrounding the beer you can rotate it 90 degrees and it's not even a long phrase it's literally the first sentence describes why it's there you oh know? so it's even on the bottle but then that oh yeah it's I, literally I, there that, listen that's why i i blame both because if you're gonna sell a product that is overtly controversial. 19 crimes is not overtly controversial. If you walk by it, all you see is a guy's mugshot on a, on a wine. That's all you see <clears throat> Yeah. on surface. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who that person or what they did or why it's there. But when you walk by this, it's overtly controversial. I'm for it. I, I get it and I get his message and I, and I, and I think it's powerful and artistic and I, I'm all for it but it's overtly controversial. It looks like what it is. Okay. 
it is really on to start on the the um sub, not the supplier the the merchant will say right so this in case world of beer to know what they're selling especially if it's overtly controversial the person who opened up the box and got the bottles so they can stock it looked at it and had to go wow that looked like this looks like a kkk member why does it look like this maybe we should know why read it on the bottle look it up on google it's really that easy to find it so when the customer goes whoa what and they have an overt reaction then they can educate them now it's up to the customer to start going well why does it look like that instead of right. having a huge reaction that is that of um outrage this is the outrage culture again right the outrage and like i i can't i can't this is dumb this is dumb ask questions why does it look like that there's probably a reason and if you google it and you find out oh this person has affiliations with the kkk now you know for sure but if you google it and you find out what the truth is maybe you won't be so angry maybe you'll enjoy a good product and you and you find that it's actually something that aligns with maybe something you believe in yeah, it's on the it's, it's on the piece of paper. Folks. I know, I know. I ask questions, but it's like it would be one thing if the reasoning wasn't on the label. It just makes it worse. But that's mm. what I'm going off of. <laughs> it just makes in, it worse in, for the consumer. In the article, they say this. World of Beer says this. Please accept our apologies for the lapse in judgment in serving. While we can't speak for the intent of the brewer, the visual representation does not have a place in our establishment. What do you mean you can't speak for the intent of the brewer? It's on their website and it's on the bottle. Educate yourselves before you sell something. Yeah, that that's, I agree. That's with you why there. I'm saying what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like, yeah, you don't want you whether you agree with it or not, it's like no, the, the intent is like there. The intent's obvious, so I don't want to hear we didn't know what the intent was. They're playing dumb and I don't like that. Know what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you if you don't if you know what you're talking about and you don't want to serve it, then you are making an educated choice. But if you serve it, yeah. then you can at least educate other people and maybe defend an artistic expression that is found. And we we're going to talk about in a second is important in beer in craft beer is the representation of the, the, the can or bottle has in its art. I think it's beautiful. I think it's really interesting. I like, I, I think it's really unique. I think it's very, if you look at it, there's, it's not, um, it's very minimal in its design, but it's very yeah. unique in that the paper is like rolled up at the top of the, at the neck of the bottle. And um, I think it's very cool. And the message is very unique. And it's that calling someone a coward for being going for the anonymous route in their role in hatred. I'm about it. People need to ask questions and they need to educate themselves if they have doubts. It's okay to be like somewhat offended at first. Okay. Now, ed now talk about it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I I get that. I I'm glad I just, you gra you grabbed it. Did you taste it yet? No, I'm really excited to try it. Like I've heard all good things. I'm like so pumped to get into it. I gotta find a like, I gotta find a time to have it. Um, I want to try it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, good luck finding it. Um, I knew that. It was like their cease and desist final batch that they made in 2018, and it's like slowly been making its way around. Because um, I guess Omnipolo does have a distributor. I, I guess it's 12% out of Brooklyn. It. it says it on their website. Um, 
So you might be able to, but it's going to be yeah, hard Brooklyn. to find. Yeah, it's a, they're out of their U.S. like resources 12%. are out of Brooklyn, um, which and I they have think, one in Toronto. I think it's affiliated with Twelve Percent North Haven. There might be a connection there. Um, it, it is. Yeah, so it's you know I get I I understand you're gonna get like whoa you see it at first I'm not gonna see and be like oh, I don't see how it doesn't look like that like I get that but if you if you just like rotate it first of all if World of Beer was serving the paper serving the beer with the paper rotate it boom there's a reason boom if they're serving it unwrapped which it wouldn't have caused us anyway it still shows that. So I get the initial reaction, but I think this could have all been avoided. And I think you're going to agree too. And it's like, obviously it's like, it's all avoided. If like you just take the extra second and are just like, okay, I get it. It's a little shocking, but it's not about one specific group of people like the KKK. It's simply about the anonymity behind what was, how they say it. Like, yeah, hatred and racism and things like that which is great. I mean, like that, that's a great thing. It's creating a conversation. And I, I hope that I, I wish that world of beer didn't just pull the beer just from that's the PR. Saying. Yeah. That's I, what, I get that, your I point. think, I think that's cowardly. I think that they should have been ready for this by educating themselves beforehand. And so they'd be like, you know what? Some people are going to see this and they're not going to, they're not going to know what this is about. They might get a little annoyed we can either not sell it outright because we just don't want to deal with that, which is their right. And that's fine. Or sell it and defend the art. And they did neither of those. And that's why I'm disappointed. I would have defended it because by defending their decision to not pull it, you're supporting Omnipolo's cause. Like you're supporting the place you made the beer. So yes. And you're, and you're in turn by pulling it, you're supporting ignorance. And I, and I can't get behind that. You're, you're, you're backing like, oh, ignorant people who did, and I'm not, and I'm saying ignorant. I mean, just like you didn't, they didn't take time to educate themselves on the matter. They didn't take time to Google it or hear, or they did. And now that sells you something about them. <laughs> oh, and they, they caved to people who I'm, I'm going to assume just didn't do any reading, didn't do any like further research. And they're just like outwardly offended by it. And uh, I do not, I can't get behind supporting ignorance. So anyways, we can move on from that. Yeah, I, th- I think move on from that. <laughs> I think we've kind of talked about it. But I say if you can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep an eye out if I can find it. You, if, you, if, if, if you can save the beer and I could try it somehow, that would be prime 111. Uh, perhaps. Per- I mean, I've saved it for this long, so I, I could probably save it. I don't um, know. We'll, we'll put a cap on it. There'd be a certain point where you can't save it for much longer. But yeah. you and I, Tyler, you <laughs> and I had a wonderful trip. We hit up two breweries in one trip. My girlfriend joined us. Yeah, it was a wonderful sure. outing. And the first beer brewery that we went to was Reverie. Yeah, so uh, like we said in the live show, I think we're starting to get like back out into the beer scene. I think there's been a lot of breweries who have taken some pretty good measures to uh, like make sure everything is safe and like sanitary and all of that. Um, so you know, it, it was really great. So to kind of we were getting back in there. We did a couple of interviews. We told you guys we would be we would start reviewing beers. So here we are, my friends. 
So we went to Reverie, which is a new town. Uh, I've been kind of following them for a little bit. They opened up a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've you know slowly been hearing about them. I know they've redesigned some of their labels. So I just kind of like how the artwork was, which we'll get into in a little bit more. So it was just kind of one of those things I always had my eye on. I'm like, okay, you know, let's see it. And then it just kind of came to be a thing where it's like, hey, you know, let, let's, let's give it a shot. Um, let's just, let's just give it a go. And that's where, that's how it came from. <laughs> and we met you there and yeah. I actually got confused when we drove up to it. Um, yeah, go for because, it. Yeah, you can talk about it. Because when you pull in into the parking lot or the, the area in which it is, the first building you see is like an abandoned pinkish building. Oh. And I was like, this is ugly. I really hope this is Reverie, but you drive around and it's Reverie's in the back and it's a lot better looking of a place, a lot more welcoming and inviting, but they got to do something about that building. Either whoever owns it, they got to, they got to buy and get rid of it. Or somebody's, they, they got to advertise like some other business putting themselves in there. Cause that ain't a good look driving it. Yeah, I get that. I think regardless if they own the building or not, they should just spray paint their logo on it and just yes. see what happens. No, just yeah. see what happened. No permission. Yeah. Don't ask permission. No, I'm for it. I'm totally for that. They got to do something with that building. Um, but uh, I, yeah. we, we drove up and I don't know, Tyler, you want to describe kind of the place and especially since the outdoor seating situation? Yeah. So we sat outside. Uh, I think they had like limited indoor seating. It's a small spot. Like it, it's a smaller. Actually never, we didn't get a chance to go inside. I didn't. Uh, no, I'm just looking on their website of like the actual tap room. So I like, I get the idea. Um, there's, you know, six long tables and you know it's cut it's like a 75 25 split 75 percent seating area 25 percent brewing area <coughs> excuse me whoops Hold on. <coughs> there we go um and uh yeah it's in like an older like factory area it's like all blue there's like these big orange beams that say rubber brewing company when you walk inside which is cool. I wish you got to see that. Uh, yeah, we sat outside uh, for this. You know, just to be safe. We're still kind of like... I'm still trying to be safe out there, yo. Still trying to be safe. So we did. And uh, yeah, we had... I think I had two beers. You had a couple. Uh, your girlfriend had a couple too. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right. Well, let's know, talk about the beers that we had. I have, to, I have to remind myself. So I do too. Um... Let's see. Follow us on Untapped. We, we sat underneath a tent, and it was lovely, and we had a lovely time. A, t a tent. Yeah, and um, they did a great job. Everyone was wearing masks. No one was being defiant. It's like any other place. You sit down. You could wear. You don't have to wear the mask. You stand up. You do. It's pretty simple. I had a Viva La Lager, Mexican dark lager. Viva La 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 Lager. I gave that... I, I'm, I'm afraid to start with this one because this was, of the beers that I had, it was my least favorite, but I gave it a 275. There was yeah. plenty of beers that I really did enjoy. And I had a Boro Brown. Is that how you say it? Bor Boro Brown? Boro uh, Brown. Brown. Is there brown ale? I gave that a three. Also, you know, pretty good. Uh, I didn't blow my socks off, but um, my girlfriend got their, their Hefeweizen, right? That's what it was? Yes. yes and yes, yes, it yes, was yes. phenomenal, in fact, that we actually got cans to have here. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I think it's right up there with No Limits. I think I give the notch to No Limits a little bit mm -hmm. personally, mm -hmm. but um, it, was, it was very good. Notch to No Limits for? 
for the better beer over their over Reveries Hefeweizen, which I forget the name of it now. You still give it over Knopp. It's better. Not as good as Two Roads. Two Roads isn't the right. best. No, Two Roads is the better one. Oh, I thought you said no worries. No, I said no limits. Oh, <laughs> I was looking at my like beer stuff and I heard you say no. And I was like, oh, I said no worries. Like, do we have No, 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 no. I, I think I would still, compared <laughs> to that, I think I would still give it to... Um, no limits as far as the better have of Eisen, but boom there you go yeah no nah, it's, but it's still superb but really really good i still have a can of that i'm excited to try it um you grew up like maggie was like 100 all about it so i was like all right you know let's 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 see what it's about uh so i'm i'm oh banana stand was the name of it i'm looking at their website banana stand mm. all right go ahead ty what beer did you have while we were there uh i only had two so i had the hot not hot, sticky, sweet nitro. Yeah. yeah. Which is a milk <laughs> sweet. It's like five and a half percent. It wasn't heavy, which is I was like, oh, let's try it. It's, it's always stout season. Shout out to Um, Thanks for coming on the live show. Um, anyway, yeah. No, I gave that a three five. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I was going to, I knew it was going to be on the lighter side. I knew that coming in. I was ready to go. So yeah, I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what happens. Uh, and then I had the, I'm a little teapot. Which is speaking of Berliner Weisses, it was a Berliner mm-hmm. Weiss, um, and I gave that a two seven five. So I enjoyed it because it was like light and it was like citrusy and in that kind of style. Um, it did kind of feel a little like watered down, and I know people are like, "What was that? What does that mean?" Like, um, it it just tasted like very very light. Very, very light. Even for like a mm-hmm. Berliner at 3.9%, it was still like very, very, very light. Uh, and I was just like, I just feel like the citrusy kind of point of that was short-lived in the beginning as far as tasting the beer goes. Uh, and it just wasn't like a long-lasting kind of taste. It got washed out pretty quickly. Um, so it was good, but like, it, you know, it just wasn't doing anything for sure. me. Uh, for Berliner Weiss's, one that I had recently was Himbeer Weiss, uh, which is from uh, Brari Lemke, uh, which is also owned by the same parent company that owns OEC or works with OEC. So that's how I got it. Um, that was great. Like that was an ex- excellent uh, Berliner Weiss because it was fruity. It was tart. It was like raspberry, this and that. And that flavor lasted throughout this one. Um, just kind of didn't. Uh, and I, you know, I'm trying Berliner Weisses. I'm trying to expand my beer vocabulary my olfactory vocabulary if you will um so there just wasn't much on the smell i just remember like wasn't much on the taste i was like all right well, well, yeah. so it was a good time though i mean it's, it's strange it's strange sitting there outside and you but there, at first it was strange but maggie said it great in the moment it's like this feels normal yeah this feel, like not that quarantine feels normal like this felt like before this before yeah. pandemic and it was nice. It was fucking nice. Oh, yeah. No, it was great, man. Shout out to the staff there that was super nice and helpful, by the way. They were. Yeah, they were uh, super nice. I felt We felt bad for one of them because they were, like, sweating and they had were wearing the mask. And I was like, oh, man, I feel for you, man. But uh, I was just saying, like, take a moment to stand off to the side, nowhere near anybody, and take your mask off and breathe for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take uh, some yeah. breaks. It's okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to try one Let's of their other it. beers, dude. We might as well. Um, so, like I we brought saying, mine out. Like we were saying in the live show, um, 
we're we're trying things besides IPA. That is the big thing. I'm gonna keep mine in the fridge. Yeah. We're trying things. Um, you know, I'm taking it out of the fridge. Fuck it. Um, and so when Jeff and I were looking through, we were like, okay, let's try something that's on the fruitier side, something that is, you know, a little different, something that might be a little bit more unique. Um, mm-hmm. which you can say what you want about that. Uh, and so we went with passion fruit kisses. Ooh. Wheat beer with passion fruit. A wheat beer with passion fruit. Um, Jeff, why don't you get into the label? I love the label. I think it's fun. I think it's very represent representative representative. There it is of the title itself, which is always good. Um, it is a like a very light baby blue, uh, big label uh, around, and in the center it has this picture of a passion fruit making, uh, given sensual kisses, to wheat, to a thing of wheat. Oh yeah, right into the belly button. And he, he, the little passion fruit guy's eyes closed and holding it, caressing the wheat gently and showing compassion and care while they romantically involve themselves and intertwine their bodies. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I think the colors are, are beautiful. I think they go really well together. A lot of complimentary colors. I think the, the label is simple enough where you get the point you look at it. It's like, I got it. And it works because it's passion fruit kisses. I think the, um, the waitress there told us that they originally wanted to call it passion kisses passionate kisses passionate kisses um and somebody was like maybe that is too forward yeah i think it was the like brewer's wife was like uh no <laughs> I was like, uh, okay and i think they said it was just, like it was too forward or something so they called it passion yeah kisses. because the employee was like yeah it'd be kind of awkward if someone was like hey can, can i have I a passionate pa- kiss I, a, <laughs> I, I was like yeah no that totally makes sense uh it totally you, makes you, sense yeah, you really don't want just random people being like, "Hey, I have a passionate kiss." Like, hey, that's just a recipe for disaster, man. They have a little. Uh, <laughs> they have a couple paragraphs on the side. Ty, shall I read them? Yeah, I'll go for it, dude. This is your time, dude. Passion fruit kisses. Woohoo! Passion fruit kisses. This wheat beer was made with yeast that imparts a fruity and phenolic. Uh, yeah. yeah phenolic character that is co- uh, complemented by tangy passion fruit added after primary fermentation that this refreshing summer beer is one that's sure to be enjoyed by you and some friends or maybe it's a, it's a great opening for a friend you're looking to get more passionate with and if it is you're welcome just doing our part to help people live out their daydreams i think that's great it's a 5.5 alcohol per volume and uh, i love the label Nice. Uh, I'm trying to look up the definition of phen- <laughs> phenolic. Uh, I can't even say it. P-H-E-N-O-L-I-C. Um, of or relating to having the characters of phenol. Phenolic. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm try- trying to find a good example. Well, no. anyways, I can. I, they have their oh, logo on the side, right, nice and big. What is their? What is Reverie's logo? It's like a hot air balloon, but also like a keg. Yeah, it's like a keg hot air is balloon. There a story for that? I don't believe so. We should have asked like the logo. You know what? Um, you tell us what the what the definition of phenolic is, and I'll look. Phenolic up is a uh, usually thermosetting. Oh nope, wrong. Yeah, a usually thermosetting resin or plastic made by can condensation of a phenol with a 
aldehyde and used especially for molding and insulating in coatings and adhesives. That's not it. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's the only thing I could find. <laughs> oh, here's one. Yeah, it's a corrosive poisonous crystalline acidic compound. <laughs> Found it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, let's see. Red wines have higher phenolic content than white wines, which is why red wine usually gets all its fanfare. Now, that's not an example. Yeah, what the um, hell? I have no it clue. doesn't do any education around here, you know? There's no context, Liz, man. Um, so, yeah, but the... They don't uh, have an about us, like, portion. No, they have, like, a dream team thing, and that's... Uh, they have, like, a video on their company origins, things like that, which probably has all the answers. All right, we took a little break, and we got learned, dude. What we you got learn, learned hard. Yeah, I dude. learned that Reverie is... that They came up with that name because it means to be caught in a daydream and they uh one of the founding members uh, his name is frank shout out to frank he said that he shout out to frank said he would used to be in like finance and he wanted to do it anymore and he wanted to start a brewery and that was always his daydream and he made a reality and that enjoying a nice beer in the summer with friends is like a dream so well, that's that's real nice maybe very relaxing very mellow type of aesthetic Maybe that's why it's like a beer hot air balloon because like they're like way up in the clouds and there's like these soft things and it's like, oh, dude, dude, that's really good art oh, interpretation. It's like, it's like, oh, dude, what's that? It's, it's a keg hot air balloon. And they're like, dude, are you on fucking LSD? And they're like, well, maybe, but that's not the point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. And then you just open up the keg while you're up high and douse the people uh, with beer. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're talking. That's going to yeah. be the label for our beer. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into it. It's passion fruit kisses, man. It's a wheat beer. Let's pour it fruit. out. You forgot to read the warning, government warning, according to the Surgeon General. Women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. So even in COVID, gotta read the label, the warning. <laughs> yeah. The warning. Well, All right, uh, dude. Let's do this before my beer gets too warm. Okay, cool, man. Uh, why don't you open it up first? Here's your daily dose, David Mark. Nice, dude. All right, I'm going to turn this Ooh, that smells fun. It's right out of the can, yo. Ooh, hold on one sec. That was weak sauce, dude. How was that weak sauce, dude? You didn't get the little click at the end. There was no click. Oh, well, you I'll click you. Ooh, okay. You promise or what? Okay, yeah, it is a little interesting coming out. The wheat is... um, the wheat, I would say, is more present in the wheat beer. Hence why it's a wheat beer. Oh, good job, Ty. Oh, dude, just sign me up, it. dude. I'm, I'm the master, dude. I'm just, I'm the best. Yeah, a master beater. Dude, I'm a master. What, dude? What you call me? Okay, I'm going to stop talking to that voice. It's super annoying. No one probably likes it at that point. Um, Yeah, okay. Super... Pretty standard color. Uh, I thought it, it was going to have more of a fruitier color. It's a deep yellow, like a golden yellow. Is yours hazy or not? I can't really tell. Is yours clear? Not, not really that hazy. Wow. That's, yours, yeah, I mean, take a peek at that one. That's different. Oh, shit. Mine's a little translucent. This one. We're on the same beer. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same beer. It was from the same four pack. Interesting. Ooh. So what do you like? I definitely get on the nose like 
I don't get as much passion fruit, but I get I mean, the it wheat. It smells fruity. I, I just I thought it would look fruitier by color. You mean like a different color? Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good point. All right, let's give this a shot. So, cheers, sir. You cheers me. I was already drinking it. Why mm. is mine like translucent? Not it's not translucent. That's not fair. For the people at home, it's not. You can't see through it. His is just hazier. Yeah, mine is like hazy. Mine's like straight up hazy. So I'm like very curious about this. Okay. Uh, I think I know why. Why? I think my cans were subjected to more car heat than yours. Uh, see, mine wasn't. I kept mine kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really I, hot... I didn't, have a, I didn't have a bag, and we stopped off at another brewery. So, true. That might have been the case. So, you take in, like, it might have been a little bit warmer. So, take that as a caveat. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the calculations, man. All right, give me your thoughts. Go. All right. I'm not really finding passion fruit. I don't find it very, being very fruity at all. No. I smell it. I smell it. I don't taste it as much. Yeah? I don't really smell I, it I either. smelled it right out of the can. I'm not really getting that. Like, away. okay. Here's the best way to describe it. Like, when you first walk into a brewery, you get, like, that grainy, like, that, like, a, like a two roads where, like, they kind of make the beer in the same area and, like, do all the operations. Like, that is what that smell reminded me of. I got that whiff of, like, the wheat, that grain, right away. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm there. Um, I mean, it is like a little bit sweet. Like it's kind of sweet. So you do kind of get it. Do you think it's dank? <laughs> it's not dank. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I wouldn't classify it as dank. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. As I'm having it more, I am starting to get a little bit more. If if someone served this to you blindly, mm-hmm. would you be able to tell you somebody that is pretty fruity? No. No, I wouldn't. Would you say that's a problem? Yes. Yeah. My a little whole, bit. My thing, the thing that we initially talked about was that if you say that there, it's even if the passion fruit is the addition, even if it's a wheat beer with blank, like, it still shouldn't be. Well, it's called passion fruit kisses. It's in the title. It should be right. something in the forefront. Well, it's a wheat beer with passion fruit. That's why I said. I know. It was, I get your still, point, though. I get your point. Um, they have a passion fruit making out with a piece of wheat here. Like, what do you mean? They're really selling the passion fruit. Give me the okay. passion. Fruit. So as I get more, as I drink more of it. I'm not getting as much passion fruit, but I'm getting something fruity. I'm getting that like citrusy kind of like not that tinge, but it's almost like that little bit of extra sweetness that you get like mm-hmm. with fruit. I, I, if I like close my eyes, I couldn't put my finger on it as yeah, far I'll as what the fruit is. Let's try, let's, let's try it again. Great, great content here. You have, to, you have to actually close I, your eyes, dude. I am. Oh, oh. You, I'm also covering my eyes. Yeah, you like I half don't covered your eyes for the people listening. He like just kind of half covered his eyes like he was blocking <laughs> it from the sun. They were like, closed. I'm going to close my eyes. I know. Well, let's try, let me try this again. 
Okay. All right. As I drink this more, it's starting to like, I can, the wheat is like starting to settle a little bit and the fruit's starting to rise a little bit. Even still, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm like searching. I'm really searching. I know it's, it's hard. It's, and also with the can design too, I think they did a redesign recently. So for some of their cans, they do a design for each can. Some of them, it's just a generic Reverie logo and they'll write on the thing. It's like Banana Stand was a generic label, which I like. I like the artwork a lot. Um, I actually saw a commercial recently that reminded me of this. It's the new Chase commercials. Um, it's very like two-dimensional with like kind of airbrushed accents so yes. the kind of artwork is very flat in itself, which I like. It's very calming. It's like not like in your face. And I like the overall Reverie logo. I like that navy and orange combination um, a lot, which is a little bit of the reason why I was intrigued to like go there. I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. Like usually if like the artwork is really good and it's not just like a logo of a beer, like a, a barrel or something like that, like, you're gonna catch well, my. I, I like I like that they're trying to tell a story even within their, their title of their brewery and the logo and like it's all about the daydream. It's all about the fantasy. It's all about, excuse me, the relaxation. Even in their um, uh, their description on the can, just doing our part to help people live out their daydreams. They have a daydream blog. They have the daydream team on their website. Like they're really double down on this, and I'm for that. I, I always love when there's like this theme that extends throughout a brewery um the logo the the can design is not overwhelming thus no. it would be weird if it was because it's supposed everything's supposed to be kind of floaty and it's daydream and relaxing and kind of uh, not in avert it's in your face and that's not what this is but you can say that is also true with the beer it is not in your face it's not intense it's not strong right but i don't know if Unlike the logo and the can design where they find that to be a positive, I don't know if I find that to be a positive in the taste of the beer. I wish I, there were, it was fruitier is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, if this was the can was in like a freezer or a fridge at a liquor store, like would it catch your eye? Like what do you think? Um, no, but that's, that's a personal thing. I like busy. I like it overt in your face, highly colorful. These colors are very complimentary, but they're also slightly muted. Um, yeah, they are. And I mean, it might catch my attention at first because it is a passion fruit making its sweet kisses to a grain of meat. And you might go, what, what is that? Like, is that a kink now? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. You can't even, you can't even kink shame these days, dude. People no, might be into that. It can't, but um, it wouldn't because that's not that's not an aesthetic that would catch my eye, unlike some True. others. Um, yeah. But that's personal. That's a personal thing. I, I, but having it in front of me, I very much appreciate what the artist and what the people at the brewery were trying to accomplish. But as far as the taste of the beer, I, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know. Do you you're having the same issue as I am? You just wish there was it was fruitier. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'm trying. I can't. I smelt it right away when I opened the can. I think that was just a burst of smells. It was right by my nose because I was opening it next to my headphones microphone. So it was right, right by my face. Um, so I was like, oh, there it is. But then after that, um, it kind of got lost on me. Um, like it, I think it's a good beer in itself. I just wish it was trying to – it just gave me more of the passion fruit. 
Yeah. If you just said it was like a wheat beer, this would be a solid wheat beer. Like I can't really yeah. say too many wheat beers that I've had. They're, they can be kind of one dimensional. It's, they're not something that's like commonly advertised. I don't think a lot of breweries are making wheat beers. It's usually pilsers and lagers and ales, which are one and yeah. the same. There's very little difference. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I just don't, I taste the acidity of the fruit that is there. So again, I don't know if that was an issue with we had it in the car and we had it change temperatures. If it would totally mute the actual flavor of the beer itself, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and that's something that we have to kind of mention as a caveat, but yeah. I but don't. still, but you you had your beer cooled, and mine struggled a little bit more staying cool. But we're both having the same issue, right? So, True. at what point is it not about temperature anymore? True. Good point. Yeah. No. I have, absolutely. So, I'm. I don't. I'm really conflicted because, like, I'm really trying to, like, see okay, where is this batch fruit? I'm sitting here. I'm trying to find it. Um, and the, the, the like principles of the fruit are there. The acidity, that extra sweetness, sweetness. is there. Yep. You know, like that, all aspects of the fruit itself are there besides what the actual fruit is. You know, like you're three-fourths there. Like it's just that other quarter, the thing that's really going to bring it together. Um, is like just is not there again don't know if it's a temperature thing don't know what don't know what it is i think it's a good wheat beer i know i haven't had too many in my entire life but i've had an you know a, a handful to remember like that is what solid wheat tastes like so on that point yes i like it um i just like to your point if you mention passion fruit to my point if you say it if it's on the front of your label, especially if it's your logo, like yeah, it's it's right in your face. It has a cartoon of a passion fruit. Like you're you telling somebody, you're in, telling man. somebody passion fruit. You're telling them that, and uh, not really getting that. I already gave my score. I might even regret it later because I was really juggling with it. So I might even regret what I've given it. But um, why don't you go ahead and go? Uh, do you have your score? Are you ready? Mm, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't see your uh, score yet. I'm still. I'm in between two numbers as always. But okay. So um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, at this point, I have nothing more to say about it. There's not yeah. much. There's not much depth to this other than we're just lacking some passion fruit. But it's a solid wheat beer. Um, it go. It's it, it's pretty smooth overall. Um, smooth. Smooth. Very smooth beer. Um, I I love Reverie. I th- I think the best beer that I had there was the Hefeweizen that we ended up sharing that my girlfriend um, had. I think that was a really strong beer that they had there. Um, yeah. You working on it? What are you, what are you thinking, dude? You're struggling. I'm still, I'm still thinking. I'm dude. trying to kill. I'm trying to. Oh, no, no, no. Give, give you a rating, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, ready okay. to go. Okay. So I gave it, I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was jumping between a two, seven, five and a three. I think I only bumped it up to a three because I really like the can design. I think it's just really well done. It's, it's simple. It goes with the daydream aspect. It's not overt in your face. Um, I think that the beer itself, I, I just feel like they missed an opportunity to really throw in strong, fruity, 
uh, flavors. I know they're trying to not be, I don't know if I don't know, actually, I don't know what they're trying. I just know that they advertise passion fruit and we're not getting it as much as we feel like we should be. And that's a little disappointing, but overall it's a strong, it's a good wheat beer. That is, it's worth your time if you, if you like those kind of things, but if you're looking for something fruitier, I mean, you might be a little disappointed. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of agree. And I went with a little bit of like a harsher rating. Um, I Good. went with a 275. So I, that was I, that's what I'm feeling. I feel like I might regret not giving it a 275 as well. I, I think I'm being very kind. Yeah, so again, I don't know if like it's something where it needs to be cooled down more. Or Maybe it needs to be warmed up more. I, I don't know. Um, but it's a great wheat beer, which, you know, got a really, I thought it was really good. The passion fruit just simply just wasn't there. So I thought it was above average. Two five is average. Um, mm-hmm. step above two seven five. Um, you know, if, if I were to like, if they were to like, Hey, like what was wrong with it? The, the, like just the passion fruit just needs to be there. Or like, did we miss something? Cause I just read on on tap. Someone was like, Oh, you get the fruit more as it warms up, which is, kind of interesting that's strange because i've i pulled this out of the fridge and it's been sitting here as we've been doing our not live segment so when we were talking all about right all um uh yellow belly beer in the world of beers and stuff and it's been sitting here and it, so it wasn't perfectly cold when i pulled it out of the fridge okay and mine was so, on the colder side and i'm still struggling for passion fruit and i was on the warmer side than normal you know what's funny that people mention as far as the profiles is someone wrote banana kind of like a hefeweizen and i kind of saw that i saw the same flavor as like a hef that you kind of got initially and it's because of the wheat it's like that wit beer like style so a lot of people are like oh banana um and yeah i totally got that too i didn't but that's okay i can see where they see that but I, i didn't I got the banana of like a half of ice. And so I don't know if I'm just like associating two and two together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it like, it was a good wheat beer. I just like, you, I just feel like the passion fruit, the passion fruit flavor was not there. There was something that was fruity. There was something that was, that had the acidity the aroma. of a fruit. It, like I didn't get the aroma of it, which is interesting, which might have gone to the point of the untapped person where it, you might have gone that as it warmed up more. So like you, you, all these things were there, but the final taste, it like, it just wasn't. So that's why I gave it what I gave it. And I'm not like doing this to be like critical or harsh or whatever, but no, um, given your honest, your honest score, we would like to give high scores to beers, but we, we have to be honest. And uh, this is where we're at, but yeah. listen, it's a strong beer. It's a good beer. Those are our scores. Three for me, two, seven, five from Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Mar, your girlfriend, who I saw walk by behind you, gave it a much harsher score. Yeah, she gave it a one. But she, that's how she rolls. She's either like, give it a five or give it a one. Yeah. So <laughs> if you see that reverie, don't just take it with a grain of salt. That, that is not representative of the 1056. I'm six point right? <laughs> uh, So, you know, like the things are there. It's all the, all the ingredients for fruit beer. The fruit should be there. It's just not. And that's honestly where what it came down to. So, And that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is passion fruit kisses. Passion that is, fruit. That is our thoughts. Kisses. Why don't we, uh, why don't we, why don't we say our closing, our closing 
bits that we want to advertise for the podcast and then we'll let the people go home oh yeah man hell yeah this is a sweet episode oh um, great episode we have more interviews coming up this episode is actually supposed to be an interview um but we are just kind of switching things up there is a lot going on like we mentioned in the live show in the future um we're gonna get a little bit funky with some of our interviews coming up we have something uh, happening at the end of the month at the end of July, at the end of August, we have another thing going on. Um, just things to kind of grow the podcast more and more. So if you have any suggestions about beers or breweries in Connecticut that we should try that we haven't mentioned before, let us know. If you want to be on the show, let us know. Um, yeah. And if you have any, we, we, we had two discussions on this episode we talked about adjectives of beers and we talked about the controversy with world of beers and uh, this yellow belly beer if you have any opinions that contradict ours or anything that you feel like we missed please go to our instagram that message us comment on our on our posts oh yeah i'm all about uh like well thought out arguments and adding anything that's out there please i would love to read them add your points i want them i welcome them yeah absolutely and uh last closing argument like uh as far as wheat beers go uh, like i think a good wheat beer i've had it from 21st amendment uh out of the bay area it's hell or high watermelon that is watermelon through and through i just like looked that up and i was like oh yeah that's a wheat beer um so I, like you know again i really want to like this more i think if the patch fruit was there this could be like three five three seven five it was sweet be like boom absolutely um sure. reverie Try the stouts. Uh, the that 5.5% milk stout was really good. I, I like that a lot more. So there's definitely good beers to be had. We saw this as kind of a unique opportunity to try something that is not something we've had on the show before. So um, we wanted to kind of expand our palate, if you will. So that's how we landed on it. But thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to be doing a lot of great stuff coming uh, up. Jeff, do you want to lead it out? Um, in the words of a famous man, raise hail and praise Dale. Goodbye, folks. Bye. You see, I switched that up. Oh, my God. <laughs>